This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, GSA will no longer be handling the .gov domain. The Treasury Department wants state and local governments to have easier access to COVID relief funds. And Air Force and Space Force members will soon have new resources to maintain their mental health. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The General Services Administration formally gives up its management of the Internet's .gov top-level domain today. DHS's Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency took charge of most aspects of managing and securing the .gov space last March. A new rule GSA published today gets rid of the last vestiges of its rules for .gov after having handled the domain for the past 20 years. CISA is also looking to drill down into its software ingredients initiative. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday has more on that. CISA is creating four working groups to help drive forward its software bill of materials effort. One working group will look at how to integrate SBOMs into cloud and online applications. Another will study tools and implementation. The third working group will examine best ways to share SBOM data, while a fourth will look at on-ramps and adoption. An SBOM is a list of components that make up a software product. The Biden administration is looking at how to use SBOMs to improve cybersecurity across agencies. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The Treasury Department is giving state, local, and tribal governments more flexibility in how they spend $350 billion in COVID funds. A final rule from the agency allows state and local governments to use COVID relief funds to replace up to $10 million in public to replace up to $10 million in lost public sector revenue during the pandemic. It also allows them to use the funds to build affordable housing, child care facilities, schools, hospitals, and other facilities tied to public health and economic recovery. The funds can also go toward premium pay for frontline workers and infrastructure costs like water, sewer, and broadband upgrades. The final rule goes into effect April 1st. Agencies are going to pay less for certain HR services in 2022. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us why. The Office of Personnel Management is cutting the amount of money it charges agencies to maintain the Electronic Official Personnel File, or EOPF. The OPM Inspector General determined OPM's HR Solutions Office overcharge agency customers by more than $5.4 million in 2020. OPM told the IG it would adjust future billings for the EOPF license. Additionally, OPM says it's strengthening the internal controls of the program by adding a management review step for pricing calculations and updating its billing standard operating procedure. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Transportation Department lays out six principles to drive innovation in all of its mission areas. DOT wants to make sure its employees have the necessary skill sets to help shape innovation. DOT says the technology must be flexible and they must learn quickly from failures, and the department must promote collaboration across the public and private sectors. The goal of these principles is to give employees concepts to follow that should reduce deaths and serious injuries on the nation's transportation network, while ensuring high standards of safety across technology. The Postal Services Regulator is asking what the future holds for a recent postal banking pilot. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Postal Regulatory Commission is asking the USPS whether it plans to expand its postal banking pilot next fiscal year or terminate the program. For a flat fee of $5.90, customers can purchase a single-use gift card worth up to $500 using a business or payroll check as payment. 
USPS launched the program last September at four post office locations. The PRC asks USPS why it launched the pilot without prior review from the commission. It also asks how USPS trained its employees to provide these financial services to its customers. The commission seeks answers no later than January 14th. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The White House puts forward its pick for a top FEMA job. President Biden intends to nominate Alice Hill to serve as Deputy Administrator for Resilience. If confirmed, she'll oversee the National Flood Insurance Program, FEMA grants, and National Continuity Programs, among other efforts. Hill previously served in the Obama administration as Senior Director for Resilience Policy on the National Security Council. She also led the development of the Department of Homeland Security's first climate adaptation plan. Hill currently works as a senior fellow for the Council on Foreign Relations. The Defense Department is expanding its annual workplace and gender relations survey. The questionnaire helps the Pentagon and military services keep track of the state of sexual assault and harassment. In past years, only about half of troops were eligible to respond to the survey. DOD is now winding the group of people who can take it. All active duty or reserve troops will now be able to take at the very least a shortened version of the survey. The Air and Space Forces are looking for better ways to meet with service members when they are feeling troubled. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni has details. The Department of the Air Force is putting together a new task force to study mental health and issues of airmen resilience in the service. The Fortify the Force initiative is slated to begin work in the next few weeks. The team will consist of members of the Air Force and Space Force. Those service members will help identify lines of effort so officials can tackle mental wellness. Chief of Staff of the Air Force General C.Q. Brown said the services want to provide their leaders with better tools to engage troops about mental health. In 2019, the Air Force had a one-day stand-down due to the rising number of suicides. Scott Mazzioni, Federal News Network. And the Navy is adding another two weeks to its basic training program for all new sailors. That services version of boot camp will now last 10 weeks. Officials say the new two-week add-on is meant to reinforce what recruits have already learned during their initial training, but it will also focus on life skills like personal financial management, leadership, sexual harassment prevention, and preparing for high-stress scenarios. The new training program took effect at the start of the new year. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.